Welcome back to another edition of Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. Hope you're having a blessed day as I continue the episode, Worship and the Church. And this is part six of this episode. And you may be thinking, is he ever going to finish? I'm trying. I'm getting there. I've still got quite a bit to talk about on this topic. And so I am so glad that you have tuned in once again today. Before I get started, I want to once again remind you that you can listen to the podcast on various platforms. You can listen at Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Google Podcast, and more. You can also visit the podcast website, rss.com forward slash podcast with an S forward slash truth from the heart. You can also email the podcast, truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com. And before I get started with today's episode, I did this at the end of the last episode part of the episode, but I want to go ahead and mention it here as well. And that is, I just want to thank everyone for all of the prayers and condolences that you gave to me and my family on the passing of my grandmother. She passed away earlier this month on the 7th. It was a hard time for my family and we're still kind of going through a lot of stuff right now, trying to get things wrapped up with her. It was time for her to go home. She was ready to go home. I know where she is And I know that I'll see her again one day. And that doesn't make it any easier, of course. There's still a void in my life. There always will be. But uh, again, I'm not completely sad because she's not suffering. She's not in pain anymore. She had dementia, so she's her mind is not going to fall apart anymore. She is home with Jesus. And it's just so reassuring to know that. And again, the outpouring of support was just overwhelming. So thank you to everyone who gave support to me and my family. We're continuing to talk about worship and the church, and there are several false churches that put songs out that we should not be singing in our churches on Sundays. And you can listen to the other parts of this episode, and you can kind of get caught up as far as what I've talked about so far. The first four parts of this episode, I played an interview with Justin Peters and radio host Todd Friel, where he calls out some of these well-known churches or false churches that put out worship songs. And many of these artists have songs that are sung in churches all across the nation every Sunday. And these songs are not theologically based. And they are mainly just tools to get people hooked into a movement and to support these false churches or these movements, as Justin Peters calls them. In the last part of the episode, I talked about a blog that mentions many of the same points that are listed in the interview with Justin Peters. So you'll want to listen to the last part of this episode. And as I continue with this discussion, here's what I want to ask pastors to do. I would ask pastors... Would you allow Bill Johnson, Stephen Furtick, or Brian Houston to preach in your pulpit on Sundays? And those three pastors are the pastors at Bethel, Hillsong, and Elevation. And if your answer is no, then my question to pastors and worship pastors, why are you singing songs from their church on Sunday? I realize pastors have a lot going on, but that shouldn't excuse them from being the shepherd of God's flock and watching out for fellow believers. As I mentioned in the last episode, I have a Baptist hymnal at home. There's over 600 hymns to choose from. That's enough to keep you singing a different hymn for years. One of my favorite hymns is I'd Rather Have Jesus and the Old Rugged Cross, both of which I might include in a special features episode. But 
Nevertheless, I think hymns are the safest way to go. They're the safest option. Many of the artists of these well-known hymns have been dead for many years. They can't change their mind on what they believe, and you'd actually have to do some research to find out what their beliefs are, whereas Christian contemporary artists, their beliefs are just a click away on the internet. It's easy to find out what they believe, and so that is why I think it's just safer to sing hymns. Now, let me give you some of my thoughts on worship, and some of these you may not agree with, some of them you may, but nevertheless, again, this is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. I share from my heart. I also, of course, share with you from God's Word, but I've said before, I try and make it very clear when I'm telling you what I believe and then what God's Word says about a certain topic. And probably not on this part of the episode, but on the next episode, I am going to give you the verses that talk about praise or several verses that talk about worship and praise and the examples that we should be using when we are worshiping God. So I'm going to do that on the next part of the episode. I hope you will stay tuned for that. But here's some of my thoughts on worship. I'm not a huge fan of rehearsing songs before church on Sunday. I think it should be spontaneous and let the Holy Spirit lead the moment. I know some would say it depends on the intent of the heart. Some might believe that the praise teams rehearse because they want to give God the best praise they can. However, I would argue that's not the intent of most. They want to look good for the congregation, and you know you don't want to get up there and not know the words or not play well together and all that kind of stuff. And I think you need to have a plan of what you're going to sing, but let the Spirit lead how that movement goes. Don't be worried about how this sounds. Am I hitting the right note? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? To me, that's not real worship. And I know I've mentioned Gaither before, and I know they have rehearsals before the tapings. And here's my argument for that. They don't all normally sing together. And they don't necessarily have a bank of songs that they sing on a regular basis. These could be songs that they have not sung in years. And so they kind of need to go over. Here's how it goes. Here are the words. You know, after all, you are taping something. So that is, I think, an exception to what I believe when I just said, I don't really believe in rehearsing. I think you've got to let the spirit lead the moment. But here's the thing. I have a lot of the Gaither videos, and there are true emotions from many of those singers in the videos. You'll see singers lifting up their hands in praise. Others are crying because they are moved by the song. And to me, that's what true worship is. And you may or may not agree with me, but... I've seen moments where the Holy Spirit is moving, and I've seen where you're singing the same song over and over again, and that's why I'm not a fan of doing that, because I think it loses some of its power. Let the Holy Spirit lead the moment, worship pastors. Say, we're going to sing Amazing Grace on Sunday. Most people know that song, but even if they don't, you have the words on the screen for the congregation and for the praise team, and then just sing the song and let the Holy Spirit lead that moment. And not to say that God can't do something in the other moments, because he can move at any time, and he moves in different people's lives at different times. I understand all that. But I hope you see my point where I'm saying just kind of open the mic, turn the mic on, and just praise God, and just let the Holy Spirit lead that moment. I'm also going to tell you another secret, because the church that I work at on Sundays I work in the media department, but we are part of the worship department. And so I kind of know some behind-the-scenes stuff that the congregation may or may not know. So here's one of the secret, and that is that many churches use music tracks to complement the music. 
That means that it's pre-recorded voices of people singing who are not there in that moment or people who are playing instruments that are not there in that moment. Now, to me, that's just not being real. God does not care how it sounds. All he wants is to genuinely be praised, and we are to praise him with our whole hearts. That is the kind of praise that we should be lifting up to him. Not, you know, oh, I got to play this note right or this has to sound just right because otherwise people will think we don't know what we're doing. That's why I did the first part of this podcast. The very first episode I did was on pride. And that's where I think man's pride can kind of get in the way is, well, I want to look good for the congregation. I don't want to get up here and make it look like I don't know what I'm doing. Let the Holy Spirit lead the moment. If your faith is strong, if you are strong into the word and and you've prayed about it all week long and you said, God, give me the songs that I'm supposed to sing on Sunday and then let the Holy Spirit lead the moment, I can almost guarantee you the Holy Spirit will lead that moment and it will be a moment that you will never forget. But so many churches almost have like a cookie cutter set of songs that they sing. And these are the only songs that we sing. And we're just going to kind of have them on a rotation and we'll sing it every, you know, five or six weeks, whatever the case may be. To me, that loses its power. As I mentioned, in the Baptist hymnal, there are over 600 hymns. There's only 52 Sundays a year. Think how many years you could go without singing the same hymn over and over and over again. That's where I think people could experience the true power of worship and praise of the one true God. A couple more things about worship that I have a problem with, and that's that many churches I feel like are trying to be like a Christian radio station and just play the top Christian hits instead of letting the Spirit guide the worship moment. Just because a song is getting airplay on the radio does not mean that you have to sing it in your church. I expect to hear the top songs on the radio. I expect to hear different music at church. So if the worship songs that you're singing in church sound a lot like when you turn on Christian radio and you hear the same songs, to me, I have a problem because one's radio, one's supposed to be church. You're not going to hear hymns on the radio. I don't think there's probably many stations out there that play hymns anymore. You're not going to hear that. That's something different. I don't want to sit there and say Christian contemporary songs can never be played in church because that's not true. It's okay to play the hits from time to time, but you shouldn't be sitting there playing the top 40 and have that be your bank of songs. That's what my point is when I also mentioned a while ago that it's like the same set of songs. I feel like it's like the top 40 Christian hits. These are the only songs that we're going to play, and that's it. And we may mix in a hymn or two, or we may play a hymn once or twice, or just play the chorus or verse of it or whatever, and then that counts as playing a hymn. Just let the Holy Spirit lead the moment. Just sing a hymn and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And finally, I was talking about this the other day with a friend, and I believe that too many churches make a production out of church. The friend that I was talking with goes to a small church. She said it was like 100 or 150 people. They said they visited a mega church because one of their friends had a child that was going to be baptized and they wanted to be there. And it's a church that's pretty well known here in the DFW area. And they said they were surprised at the production, and I put that in quotes, production aspect of the service. There was a lot of focus on the lighting. The praise team was dressed casually. People were wearing hats. They were wearing hoodies. They were wearing flip-flops. And I said, yes, unfortunately, many churches make it all about how they can get people to attend rather 
than focusing on leading people to Christ. And I know First Baptist Church Dallas does a lot of big productions, and they try and have a lot of big-name speakers and music artists come in. You don't need all that. If someone is coming to church to see the show or to see that big-named speaker or artist— then they're missing the point. They're in the church for the wrong reason. You should come to church to grow stronger in your walk with Christ and to learn about the Word of God. That is why you should be there. All this production stuff, all these special, well, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to have this coming because it'll get people in and and we want to put on this big production and big show. And then they try and say, well, you know, we're just, we're, we're glorifying God or we hope that it glorifies God. When you take the focus off of God and you put it on yourself by doing all these big productions and all these lighting effects and all these other special things, you are taking the focus off of God and trying to put it on yourself and saying, oh, look at this, look at this. And again, I have a problem with that because it's not about us. It's all about him. Too many people want to be entertained by God rather than be informed. They see the Bible as just a set of rules, and and they see God as just this tyrant sitting up there saying, it's my way or no way, and that is not who our God is. He's a loving God. He's an understanding God who wants us to live out His will for our lives. Every week I watch a church in Hawaii. You've heard me talk about it before. It's Calvary Chapel Kaneohe which is led by Pastor J.D. Farag. And let me tell you something. Here's one reason why I just love listening to him. They don't have a formal membership process, so I'm technically a member of the church because they say if you watch online weekly or you watch online, you are an online member of the church. And so, But this is another reason that kind of drew me into that, and I was like, that's the kind of church that I'm looking for. They don't have a fancy setup with a lot of lights, LED panels, cool backdrops. It's simple. It's just a worship pastor with a keyboard or a guitar leading worship. And to me, that's how God meant church to be. And think of what it was like back in the Bible days. They didn't have all this fancy technology, all these lights or trying to promote. We got this guest speaker coming in. You don't want to miss it. Or, you know, somebody's running for office. So come by and see them as as they deliver a message on Sunday. In my opinion, church has become so commercialized. It's sad. And I realize that I might be hitting on a lot of nerves here, but I'm just sharing my heart with you. I think it's important to be open. You don't have to agree with me, but that's one of the beauties of this nation is that we can have a free exchange of ideas. I realize I'm probably not going to be popular with a lot of worship pastors or pastors after this episode. And if you're a worship pastor or pastor and you're feeling a convicting spirit, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit trying to use this episode to speak in your life. And so that's some of my thoughts on worship and kind of a little bit of a sneak peek as far as what happens in some places, in some churches, in worship on Sundays. Let me say a quick prayer, and I promise I'm going to wrap this up in the next episode. I know some of you are probably saying, thank the Lord that he's almost done with this. I had a lot on this topic, but it was one that I just wanted to share with you and talk with you about. And I really do hope that this podcast has meant something to you in your life. And I said this, I try and say this as often as I can. The goal of this podcast is to hopefully just speak into your life and get you back into the word of God. Anything that I'm telling you, 
double check it with the Word of God. That's what I've always said. I'll give you verses. I'll read verses. I always encourage you to go back and read those on your own time, but always use the Bible as your source of knowledge because it is the wellspring of wisdom. It is the key to knowledge is the Word of God. You've heard me use this acronym before because I just love it. The Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. We come with an owner's manual. We come with a guide, so to speak. It's the word of God. We need to read it each day and let it speak to us in our lives. And we, God told us the way that we should live. He told us how things are. So our opinion doesn't matter. And I know that there are parts of the Bible that are hard to read or get through, and there are other parts that are kind of easy reads. But Whatever the case is, I just encourage you, read God's word each and every day. And I know that when you do, he will do something amazing in your life. And I hope that you fall in love with it like I have. And that is one of my main goals is to just spread the good news of the gospel to as many as I can. Let me close this out for today. And then again, I will wrap this up on the next part of this episode. Lord, thank you for today. I pray for all of those that are listening today, and I pray that, especially for the worship pastors and the pastors, and that they would examine the songs that they are singing in their church on Sundays, and that they would just kind of let the Holy Spirit guide them as far as to what they types of songs that they should be singing because they are the shepherds of your flock. And it's very important that we are singing songs that are theologically sound, that are that are written by folks who aren't out there that are speaking out against your word. Whatever the case may be with the artist, Lord, it, worship is important. Praise is important. You take worship and praise very seriously. And Lord, I pray for those who have been led into these false movements like Bethel, Hillsong, and Elevation. And I pray that there would be so many that would have their eyes open to the truth of your word and what your word truly says. And Lord, thank you so much for everything that you have done in my life. And thank you for your grace and mercy and for sending Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King. Maranatha, and God bless until next time.